the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good afternoon. Five minutes after the hour of 5 p.m. here on this Tuesday, the final day of June, 30th of June it is. And, of course, uh, tomorrow we begin a brand-new month and head quickly into the 4th of July weekend. Trust you're doing well, and uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Tuesday edition of Lifeline. We're, of course, in this stat each Monday through Friday from 5 until 7 p.m., addressing issues that impact your life, your world, and your Christian walk. You know, thinking about um, July 4th weekend, a lot of folks will be taking Friday off, heading into a Saturday. This will be a very different 4th of July, won't it? Um, Many of the traditional gatherings, backyard barbecues, big crowds to watch fireworks, going to hear the San Francisco Symphony perform um, as they they traditionally do out at the Shoreline Amphitheater. All of that is gone. And all of this being replaced with a time in our lives when there is so much uncertainty not only in terms of where things are headed insofar as the current pandemic, but but certainly economically as well. This is going to be a time when we also rethink many of the ideals that are enshrined inside of the Declaration of Independence and the ways in which we've, in many respects as a nation, failed to live up to some of those declarations, some of those promises that we made to each other, in the founding of our nation. So it's a time of soul-searching right now in our country as Americans. It is a time of grave concern over the impact of the pandemic on health and certainly the, the tremendous influence that it's having on some of the most vulnerable within our community today. And I think a time for some serious reevaluation of not only who we are as a nation and a people, but also reevaluation of of who we are ourselves as parents, sons, daughters, as citizens of this nation, and um, some good serious soul-searching, particularly in terms of what we're doing and how we can better help those that are the greatest at risk. And that category, by the way, is not just limited to the current pandemic. We know certainly that there are people that are in compromised health circumstances, either because of uh, maybe immunodeficiency or because of their age. But the broader degree to which we need to do, I think, quite frankly, a better job at, at caring for vulnerable people in our community today. And, you know, right now, there are many of our fellow Americans that are very afraid, afraid because of the pandemic, challenged by dealing with this 
thing that's come along that very few of us really understand or certainly even less truly prepared for and an over sense of being overwhelmed i think and you know that sense of being overwhelmed and ill-prepared and and challenged by what we're seeing going on in our nation today at multiple levels both in terms of race relations and and where we're at with health and the economy but when you think of those that are vulnerable there's another major category that's out there that I think um, bears spending some time on, focusing on today. And that is women who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies. And, you know, when you think of that notion of the fear of the, the unknown, the fear of the future, boy, we, we certainly feel that as Americans today. But imagine the average woman who discovers that she is expecting, maybe has no support from the father, uncertain of the kind of reaction she's going to get from her immediate family, wondering and asking questions about how will this impact my life, my job, my career, my aspirations, my dreams for the future. Suddenly everything that you knew that felt comfortable and familiar and safe and normal overnight changes. We talked today with Albert Lee. Albert is the CEO of Support Circle about the women that are facing just these kinds of circumstances. And Albert, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to be with us today. And, you know, we, we certainly all today, I think, are, are feeling this sense of, of being kind of off kilter or off balance because of everything that's going on in the world around us. But I would imagine that there are tens of thousands of women across the Bay Area, the state, hundreds of thousands, perhaps across the country annually, that face this kind of uncertainty based on a unplanned pregnancy. And, and sadly, the same kind of fears that we're feeling in relationship as, as a nation <coughs> to what's going on right now, this is nothing new to a woman who's ever gone through an unplanned pregnancy. That's right, Craig. Thanks for having me. Um, that's right. A woman experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, her world is turned upside down. And so, uh, you know, we're all feeling that, that uh, our, our worlds are being turned, turned upside down. But there is more so because um, in addition to all the things that, um, that we are all experiencing with the, the pandemic and the economic disruption, um, they are experiencing an unplanned pregnancy on top of that and all the change that that uh, will bring in their lives. So absolutely, Greg. And, and, and certainly when we talk about the issue of vulnerability, wow. I mean, not, not only does a woman find herself extremely vulnerable in that moment because of all of the uncertainty and all of the challenges and all of the questions, but then, too, the life of that child that child finds his or herself certainly unaware, but nevertheless, the reality is that child is very vulnerable as well. That's right. That's right, Craig. And, and you know, um, economics is so central to this. Uh, the ability to make ends meet and take care of one's family is such a central issue. A lot of people just, um, they, they may think of the issue of abortion um, but they they may not think about how tied it is to the economy as a whole, and uh, that's something that we're we're seeing right now. Our work is more important than ever as things in the economy worsen. <clears throat> we're seeing you know more and more uh, fear and desperation with our patients. 
So some women approach this as um, be, being something that they they can't see happening at this juncture in their life for whatever the reason might be. They just they just see this as a challenge. But you're suggesting that there are other women who see this as an outright impossibility, and an impossibility from the standpoint of how will they care for the child, how will they support the child, how are all the economics of this going to weigh out? And this certainly, I would imagine, Albert, and, and I ask this question sort of against the, the backdrop of what's going on in our country today in the wake of the, the tragic killing of George Floyd and, and the recognition of the enormous challenges that this nation is facing right now in terms of race relations today. This issue of the uncertainty for a woman in an unplanned pregnancy, this must tend to weigh most heavily on women of color who are facing economic challenges on a good day to begin with, let alone now having to work into that equation, how do I deal with a baby that I hadn't planned on? That's right. That's right, Craig. You know, uh, uh, we're here to serve the most vulnerable in our in our community, and um, uh, women of color who are who are facing uh, racial injustice, and, which makes it incredibly difficult to uh, take care of one's family and to get ahead um, economically. Uh, you know, it, it, they're 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 the cards are stacked against them. And uh, a lot of people, they don't see that these two arenas intersect uh, a great deal. Uh, but racism exacerbates abortion. Uh, people may not know, but abortion affects women of color disproportionately. The, the abortion rate for black women is nearly three times the rate for white women. And for Hispanic women, it's nearly twice the rate for white women. And, you know, there's. I want to pause on that for a moment because I think it's something that we all need to be educated on, and that is this notion, and I'm sure you run into it all the time with clients that come into support circle. This isn't to suggest, if we just look at these statistics, that somehow minority women care less about carrying a child to term or are less interested in becoming mothers and therefore experience higher rates of abortion, a lot of it really comes down to the economics of it all, doesn't it? The, the, the poverty challenges, the economics, the, 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 the just sure practicality of how is this going to work if there is not not only the familial support, but the economic support to make this a possibility. So a big portion then of this sense of disproportionate numbers in minority communities really hits home to this issue of lack of opportunity and many of the barriers that stand in the way of women of color. That's right, Craig. Yes, it, it's about finances. It's about opportunity. Uh, you know, Support Circle, we, we commissioned a national research study in 2013. And this, this research study was done in major cities around the United States. And one of the most interesting things that it did was it, it asked women in these major cities what reasons would cause them to terminate a pregnancy. And overwhelmingly, the reasons they cited were financial and practical reasons, not ideological reasons. They pointed to things like financial burdens, being unprepared, having no support. Almost no one said it's because 
it's a clump of cells or because they dislike children. So the research showed that women consider abortion because of financial lacks and relational lacks. And when you think about how racism disadvantages people financially and relationally, it, it becomes heartbreaking to see that it, it can also lead them to abort their baby rather than keep their baby because they can't make ends meet. You know, the irony then, Albert, what you're really getting down to without having come out to say it directly, and that is as often as this is characterized as, well, a woman's just exercising her constitutional right. It's just a matter of choice. What you're really saying here is that for a very significant proportion of these women, there is no choice here. And and, and I want to clarify by that by saying that, that part of that sense of not having a choice, of kind of having their, their backs against the wall, so to speak, is in large part because of lack of information, in large part because of the unawareness that organizations like Support Circle are available. And so for the average woman of color who finds herself in an unplanned pregnancy, we talk about choice. Many, from what you're saying, according to this survey, are really indicating they felt as if they had no choice because there were just no options available to them. That's right. This research is telling us that it, they're feeling they don't have a choice, that they, you know, they were not choosing this because they valued abortion for abortion's sake. They're, um, the research is saying they're, they're choosing it because of financial constraints. And then, and then every day in our clinics, those are the kinds of stories that we hear, and, and, it, and, it, and it, it verifies what the, the research was showing. We, we hear things, Craig, like, there was no choice in my choice. Mm. Those, are, those, those, are, those are the kinds of things that our patients tell us those are the you can see the stress on their on their faces another way uh somebody else put it is uh uh there there were no good choices for me uh, sobering reality um a reality that is perhaps an outside of the normal experience of of certainly um people of means um and people not of color but I think we need to be aware that there are multiple ways in which our system, our society, our culture is failing women. And then when you, when you begin to kind of grasp the challenges here and how we're all contributory in one way or another, either aggressively or passively or aggressively, whatever the case may be, uh, th then to begin to realize, okay, what is God asking of me? And how can I make a difference? And how can I be there to be able to provide directly or indirectly the kind of support that a woman needs so that she feels that she does have choices and can make healthy choices, not only for herself, but that of her baby as well? We're exploring that very question today. With me is the CEO of Support Circle, Albert Lee. We'll get a chance a little bit later on in tonight's program as well to meet a couple of women that have been in that very place, faced with those very tough decisions. And we'll find out what the outcome was. I'm Craig Roberts. You're in tune with the Tuesday, June 30th edition of Lifeline. We'll take a brief time out, get you updated on some traffic, then back to more of our conversation with Albert Lee of Support Circle right after this. This, of course, a look at traffic.
And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. In our conversation today with Albert Lee, the CEO of Support Circle, and we're talking about um, vulnerable people at a time of enormous vulnerability in our nation. And that passage of scripture just kept running through my mind from Micah 6.8. What does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? And boy, uh, if there was a day and an age when we needed to do more um, loving, to show more love and more mercy, to act justly, this is certainly it. And and toward that end, help us understand, Albert, you delineated prior to the break the sobering statistics of the disproportionate number of women of color that make a decision to have an abortion every year because they feel they have no choice. And toward that end, how can we, and how does an organization for that matter, like Support Circle, help to bring a better sense of balance to women and, and, and really provide them the kind of encouragement that they need, the kind of support, quite frankly, that they need in order that they can make a decision that they feel is the right one. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, great. We, we, support Circle comes alongside women and provides time, space, and support. We really want to provide an unpressured place where they can process through their thoughts and their feelings and, uh, and, the, and the challenges that they're facing. And then, at the same time, we want to be able to provide them with medical care and practical help. Uh, so we try to combine all those things all in one place. We, we provide that medical care through registered nurses, and then we have patient advocates who will provide practical resources, um, ha- you know, listen to them, listen to their situation, and, and help uh, provide things like uh, resources for food, for nutrition education, um, housing, and job training, th- those kinds of things. So we try to combine all that into, into one place. And, um, you know, it really restores hope because it, it provides women in unplanned pregnancies with support in the areas that matter the most to them. Uh, and people might not normally think of our work as part of the process of social justice, but it most definitely, most definitely is. And, and those are some of the ways that we do it. Well, and what strikes me too, Albert, is the sense that it's very practical. And, you know, oftentimes the, the broader topic here is, is so politically charged and, and, and tends oftentimes to create very bold lines of demarcation between pro-life and pro-choice and things of this sort that we end up, mm-hmm. I think, overcomplicating this equation. What it really comes down to, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, is providing practical support to women who find themselves in a sudden unplanned pregnancy that allows them to really not only wrestle back control of their life, but in many ways the opportunity to make a clear, informed decision knowing that they will have the tools and resources behind them to move forward. And for many of these women, this may be the real first time in their life that they've ever had not only a challenge like this that they're facing, but at the same token, maybe only the first time in their life that they've really had a sense of having somebody that, uh, what's the old phrase, has got their back. Does that make sense? That's right. Someone who's got their back. A listening ear, 
a listening ear. Uh, you know, don't underestimate the power of that. It's, it's such a gift to be able to give someone some unpressured time and to listen. And, 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 and you know, so many people when they, uh, so many of our patients when they talk to their friends or their family members or even their coworkers, a lot of times those conversations are, are packed with pressure and the other person has, you know, uh, 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 an idea of, uh, uh, that they want to to communicate across, and and to to pressure that woman to to move in that direction. And so, a lot of times, when they come into support circle, it will be the first time that they will be able to have a conversation that. That the other, where the other person is not trying to sway them, the other person is not trying mm. to pressure them, and that is so, so such a relief. We get that a lot, you know. People, people just kind of look at our staff members and say, "Wow, it's, you know, this is different." Thank you. And, and you know, I think what what's encouraging about that is, listen, I, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say it's critical at so many junctures and so many times in life that we take a stand and take a stand for doing what's right. But, you know, you can't take a stand unless you show up. And the first and foremost thing that we need to do is to be present. And sometimes I think we, we rush to take a stand because it kind of gets us out of the harder work of being present. And I think what I'm hearing you say is that for many of these women, they just the, 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 the important place to be where they can eventually take a right stand in their choices for themselves, and the and that of their child is to be present for them to 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 be there and provide the kind of support that is necessary so that they feel as if they're actually in a position to then they themselves take a stand that's right that's that's very beautifully said craig be be present yeah, that's the most important thing yes you know we 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 make sure that um, we provide accurate medical information, and by medical professionals, by registered nurses, and on all these things. And, and we're a licensed medical clinic, and, and we go to great pains to make sure that the quality of what we're providing is excellent. We go to, we go to great pains, but, but you know what, what? What's really important is that we're present mm-hmm. and that we allow that woman space to, to talk about what she wants to talk about, to think through what she wants to think through, and we just come alongside her. It, it can be as simple as that. Um, and and you're right. You know the the media, um, you know, can tend to paint things um, in such a polarized way, or uh, about this or about that. But when you're when you're with a real patient, she has her life circumstances that she needs to work through. And she just needs some space to be able to do that. Many times it can be that simple. And I would imagine if, if anybody were keeping track that down through the years there have been thousands of clients that have come through the doors of Support Circle that just found a welcome relief to know that finally at last there was somebody that would be there for them in their life 
during a crisis not to be hypercritical or to uh, rain down guilt upon them or additional pressure, but to just be there, to just be present for them, and to use that as an opportunity to then minister to their needs in that moment. And how empowering something like that can be. In fact, when we come back after the break, we're going to meet a um, support circle client um, whose own life experience is demonstrative of the difference that can be made when there's a sense of empowerment because another cared enough to be present. Albert Lee is with us today. He is the CEO of Support Circle. Information available on the web, by the way, at supportcircle.org. That's supportcircle.org. There are a myriad of ways in which you, in a very practical way, can help to be present for women that find themselves in sudden, unexpected pregnancies. And it runs the gambit from volunteerism to prayerful support, counseling, all kinds of ways in which you can, a very practical way as well, from financial support, be there to be present, to empower women to be able to make the right decision. Information again on the web at supportcircle.org. That's supportcircle.org. When we come back, we'll meet a very special guest. But right now, let's check in on traffic. 534, the latest from the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, back to the conversation. Albert Lee, the CEO of Support Circle, is with us in this portion of the program. Information, again, available on the web at supportcircle.org. That's supportcircle.org. And I'm uh, going to enter into the conversation now along with Serena Scrudieri. And uh, Serena, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us tonight. And I'd, I'd love for you to just take a couple of moments and kind of Walk us through your own personal experience. What was going on in your life when you first reached out to Support Circle? And um, kind of give us sort of the background. Hi. Yes, of course. I was um, visiting from uh, the States. I'm originally from Italy. And I was here when I found out that I was pregnant. So I felt very lost and scared. And I really didn't know what to do. So... I started searching online for options, and I stumbled upon Support Circle. And um, that was back in 2014. I remember I walked in the clinic, and um, all of a sudden I felt very safe. Um, and it was the first time for me, as you were mentioning before, that I could actually talk and get that emotional support that I needed. And that time to talk without feeling judged and just being listened to. Now, yeah. I'm curious at that moment you mentioned about uh, originally being from Italy. By the way, what part of the uh, the boot are you from? <laughs> I'm from Sicily. From Sicily, Siciliana. Okay, I'm I'm from I'm Toscano and Piemontese, but we'll save that for a, oh, another God. discussion. Do, did you have any family here, or, or when this happened? Did, was there a sense of being tremendously alone? What was that like for you? Uh, it was very scary. I do not have any family here. I was uh, visiting wow. my boyfriend at the time, and, yeah, we found out that I was, that I was pregnant. 
So, yeah, I was just on vacation. Wow. So suddenly you find yourselves thousands of miles away from home and any of the support network. And I would imagine difficult decisions to make. And, of course, you know, Italians were raised. Family is very important. Traditional yeah. values, the teachings of the church and things of that sort all play very heavily into those kinds of very challenging moments. So I'm curious, when when you first started coming in, and, and obviously you received some counseling, you had a chance to kind of talk through what you were facing, what is it most importantly that you found that, that helped really provide the kind of encouragement and support you needed through Support Circle? I remember sitting in a room for at least one hour with the counselors and just like being able to express to them very, very, very openly uh, what my fears were and them just listening to me and the more I talked, the more I figured out what the issues were. Uh, why I was so scared, and um, that wasn't the only time I actually got to talk with the counselors. I remember we also scheduled a second appointment where um, we basically went over my fears again and the way to face them. Um, at the time, I was really scared of telling my parents. You mentioned, uh, yeah, Italy, very conservative, and uh, I, it was it was a very scary time, and it was very scary for me to tell them. So we role-played um, how I would... Face the topic with them. That was extremely helpful. Wow. And, and Albert, I would imagine that this story um, that is certainly unique to to uh, Serena in many ways, and yet very common, finding themselves not only faced with some very difficult decisions, but no no sounding board, nobody to even really hear them out. And and it it sounds like that's really an important part of what support circle provides, just a sounding board. That's right. Uh, you know, a uh, a third party who can just come and listen and uh, uh, help that woman process is really important. Also, um, to a lot of times the women will come, <clears throat> excuse me, with their partner <clears throat> and uh, and. Uh, having a third person to be able to facilitate that conversation is often very helpful. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. And, and Serena, uh, bring us kind of through the, the, the final result. What was your decision? How did things come down? We talked, and I realized that my main fear was um, telling my parents and also, like, I was still finishing school. I was wondering, how am I going to do this? But when I actually started learning about pregnancy, what was happening to my body, I felt amazed. Like the, the counselors actually talked me through all of that. And I knew that I, even if I thought I wasn't ready, um, and I probably wasn't ready, I knew that I was uh, happy to welcome this life into my life. Um, so, yeah, definitely talking to them was um, extremely important at that time. I don't know what I would have done if... Um, I didn't have that support at that time. I can imagine. And uh, final result, Bambino, tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Emma. Emma is the final result. Uh, Emma is now five years old. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's my life. She's like the reason why I push every single day. Um, she was born in Italy. Um, then we moved over here. Um, she brings me so much joy. She's curious and very affectionate and 
yeah, I am so happy. I I took the decision I took five years ago. I, I can hear the joy in your in your voice, and uh, I, I bet she's a very spoiled little Italian girl, huh? <laughs> yes, she is. That's wonderful. Well, Serena, thank you so much for taking some time uh, to be with us and uh, to share your story today. Gracias tanto. We're going to take a brief time out. Prego. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to meet another client of Support Circle and have her share a bit of her own personal experience as well. Albert Lee is with us today, CEO of Support Circle. As you hear, this amazing organization is really just people coming together to be there, to be present, to be available, to be that sounding board, as as Serena talked about a moment ago, somebody to get a chance to kind of bounce ideas off of and talk through the challenges so that ultimately a decision can be made and the confidence can be there to know that somebody is there who's got your back. Information available on the web at supportcircle.org. That's supportcircle.org. Here's a timeout, a look at traffic from the KFAX Traffic Center. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, welcome back to the conversation. Albert Lee is with us, the CEO of Support Circle. And as we're learning, oftentimes the big difference that we can make in the life of a woman who finds herself at a challenging crossroads with an unplanned pregnancy and so many decisions is just to be there and be present. And Serena talked about that just before the break, that it was great just to have somebody to bounce some thoughts off of because of the challenges of talking to parents. And while that may not be the same scenario for every woman, it's going to vary from individual to individual, obviously. Nevertheless, that sense of moral support, critically important. Let's uh, ask another guest to join our conversation here. Ayana Wright is with us. And Ayana, thank you for taking some time to be with us this evening. Spend a couple of moments, if you would, and just kind of tell us a bit about what was going on in your life? What brought you to Support Circle? And what were some of the tough decisions that you were facing? Yes. Hi, Mr. Roberts. I was um, actually a volunteer at Support Circle before I became a patient. Wow. And, so you already uh, so you already I, had a sense of what the organization does, the difference that it makes. So then... Having been a volunteer, what transpired in your life where you thought, you know what, I, this I think this is the place where I can find some encouragement? Well, I was, at the time of my unplanned pregnancy, I was divorced, and I had a u- uterine cancer scare. Mm. So I had a procedure done that was not supposed to be done if you were pregnant. And I found out shortly that as they were checking for the cancer cells, um, I actually was pregnant. So I was in shock that I was pregnant. you You had kind of a double whammy, didn't you? Yes, and I had um, been working at a job for practically 10 years and I was laid off. So I was not working. I had no health insurance. I had a 12-year-old little boy. 
And, um, yeah, I had a cancer scare. And so I really needed somebody I could press and some support. That, I mean, you talk about sort of all that coming together, intersecting simultaneously between the, the loss of employment, child that you're caring for, the very real reality that you may be diagnosed with cancer, and then unplanned pregnancy. You must have been just absolutely terrified at that. I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Yeah, I was completely terrified. My saving grace at that time was um, actually being able to go into the clinic, confirm that I was pregnant, pregnant because I had taken a home pregnancy test. And again, I, it had been 12 years, so I was completely in shock. And um, Albert, spend a moment speaking to that, would you? Because the, the value of the medical clinic services that's provided by Support Circle is just one more layer of encouragement and support that is available to women like Serena. So beyond finding the, the sense of moral support, spiritual support, but also being able to get some medical support too, really critical. Yes, actually paramount. The, the, <clears throat> the pregnancy verification is huge because women need to know and verify that they are pregnant so that they can um, make a decision and, and know what they need to make a decision about. And they need to know how far along they are because that uh, determines so much about uh, their decision and, and their planning and what they're going to be doing. And so the best way to accomplish that is through an ultrasound machine. And, and at our clinics, uh, we have uh, wonderful registered nurses who are sonographers, specially trained in sonography to be able to do that ultrasound. So patients coming in um, can have all of their medical questions answered by this nurse um, receive the ultrasound, see how far along they are, and then and then consult with the nurse about anything they might have questions about, uh, maybe nutrition, um, you know, may, uh, maybe breastfeeding, maybe you know, any 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 fill in the fill in the blank. Um, they can they can have that consultation with the nurse, and it's just incredibly helpful to be able to get all of those answers um, all in one place. Ayana, walk us through. You, you really got hit, as I say, kind of a double, triple whammy, all of this happening uh, almost at the same juncture. And so the enormous amount of stress that you must have been under, yeah. it, it, I, just, I, I, can't, I can't imagine it. Walk us through, if you would, the process and, and the ways in which Support Circle was able to be there for you and help you through not only some difficult decisions, but a very serious health uh, potential crisis as well. Walk us through that. Well, you know, it was um, wonderful to be able to see the altars down and see that there was this growing child there that it was a whole child, you know, because I had thought because of the previous procedure that maybe the baby had been affected. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure... Um, about the health. So having a registered nurse there was very critical and very impactful for me. Um, I also had a trust relationship with the patient advocate. And the one that I did, I was able to get counseling. 
and I was able to have a shoulder to lean on without judgment. And I was able to bring my partner in. And I was very scared at the moment. I was very unsure. I didn't know which direction to go into. And um, I was able to be linked up with a therapist through a church because my, my faith was very important to me also. And, and uh, that was in, all provided free from support circle. And, and in working through all of that process, um, what was the ultimate decision that you made? What's the outcome? I have a wonderful eight-year-old that challenges me every day, but he is a godsend. <laughs> and health-wise, everything uh, after that little cancer scare, everything has been okay? Yeah, you know, I had um, some mental health issues that arose, and through the therapist, I was able to get connected with other resources. And I'm, you know, I'm currently under the care of a, of a therapist. So I, I'm, I'm in great health now, you know, but I would say the pregnancy led to me being able to, um, find out about the different issues that were presented to me and get help. Sure. Sure. So you so sort sort of at that juncture while you're faced with all these challenges presented you with an opportunity to also sort of stare down as it were other issues that you may be dealing with in life at the same time and to know that in one respect I think Albert support circle was kind of like that 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 hub you know in the center of the spoke of the wheel so to speak that not only provides medical services resources of that sort, the, the, the emotional support, the spiritual support, but the mental health support as well, and able to get her connected with a sense of community that can come behind her and stand with her through this difficult challenge that she was facing and to deal with some other issues that are, you know, just part of life, Albert. Oh, that's right, Craig. Hence the name Support Circle. We, our, our staff tries to really... Um, keep up with what kind of resources are in the community. And uh, when they're listening to the woman in front of her, they, uh, they, they try to really um, find out the different things that she needs and, and provide those things and customize those things uh, uh, for her. So um, they, they really try to go the extra mile. And the final question for you, Ayana, in the end, do you find that uh, that indeed was your experience, that uh, Support Circle's willingness to go the extra mile really helped make a difference for you? Yes, it did. And, you know, it was, um, I appreciated the friendships built, the support, the resources, and I was able to find find out more about myself. Um, I'm African-American. They actually connected me with an African-American therapist. And it was someone that I could um, look up to, someone who had been pregnant before. So it was 
it gave me um, some something to model myself after, and she was a Christian. So it, the things that I was going through in my life at that time, I was able to see a positive role model. Yeah, and that really makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Not only to be able to see somebody that you can look up to and, and emulate, but you use the word friendship. And boy, that's so critically important. And so often, so many women that find themselves at that critical juncture, faced with some very difficult decisions, the tremendous sense of lack of, of confidence in, in being able to carry this thing through and, and how am I going to deal with all the challenges from family to uh, work to the economics and the additional responsibility, all of those very weighty questions that suddenly confront a woman simultaneously. And worse yet, to feel as if there's nobody that you can turn to, nobody that understands, that's a very horrifically lonely feeling. And, and probably one of the leading reasons why women oftentimes make decisions that later on they live to regret with. Because at the time, in that critical moment in their life, there was just simply nobody there to provide the mentoring that Ayana just spoke about, or that sense of friendship. And that's really at the core what Support Circle does this amazing organization that is just there, present in the moment, as Albert said earlier, and maybe an organization that uh, that you'd like to be a part of. And again, this is not anything terribly involved or complex. Oftentimes, it's just a matter of being present. To find out more about the work and ministry of Support Circle throughout the Bay Area, its medical clinics, ways in which you can get involved prayerfully, through volunteerism, and, of course, through financial support. Check them out online at supportcircle.org. That's supportcircle.org. And I want to thank Ayanna Wright for sharing her story with us today. And, Albert, thanks so much for your time. And I would imagine, final question for you tonight, I would imagine right now during this um, current global pandemic that we're all challenged by that this is it really a critical time that that women are facing even bigger challenges than what they would under normal sets of circumstances yes the cdc recently released a report and it had some concerning things in it uh it, it broadened its warning about who's at risk of developing severe disease from COVID 19 um, infection and one of those groups of concern is is pregnant women. Um, so uh, you know, very early on in the pandemic, there there wasn't a lot of data to go by. But this 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 recent study was was based on eight thousand women, and it found that pregnant women are fifty percent more likely than non-pregnant women to be hospitalized with COVID nineteen, and there's a seventy percent greater chance that they will need ventilation. Um, on, on, a, wow. on a ventilator machine. So th this is very concerning data that the CDC has, has released, and it's um, unfortunately adding, you know, more stress and concern to pregnant women um, who happen to be pregnant during this time of pandemic. Um, so it's, it's, it's very tough, and, and um, you know, we, we, we care a great deal about keeping our, our patients safe and their, their, their well-being, and, um, and uh, you know, this is, this is very concerning. So, you know, we just want listeners to know that this is, 
a, a difficult time for all of us. It's an especially difficult time for pregnant women. And so um, now it's more important than ever uh, for this work to be happening in support circles clinics. Indeed so. And as you say, uh, a time when there are challenges faced in, in a day-to-day operational standpoint, and yet perhaps a greater need more now today than ever before. So we encourage you to pray for the work and ministry of Support Circle, their volunteers, patients throughout the Bay Area. And then um, as you pray, also consider how you can make a practical gift of support standing behind Support Circle. Information again available on the web at supportcircle.org. Our thanks to Albert Lee, CEO of Support Circle, for being with us tonight, along with Ayana Wright and Serena Scudieri. 605, let's get you updated on some traffic. We'll do that right now from the KFAX Traffic Center.